well, I'm trying it right now with, I'm going back to your bourbon. Okay. Um, and it pairs nicely with this too, because there's more of a contrast there from the okay. sweetness, the, you know, the vanilla frosting that I got off the, off the bourbon to the herbalness of this. I'm getting into the second, third now, and it's more tannic leathers, like, you know, so a little bit more of that woodsy cedar is coming through, which is in direct contrast with the bourbon, which is nice. I mean, cause usually oh, nice. you don't, you want to, for me, at least with a cigar and pairing, I want it to be completely contrasted or same lane. If, mm -hmm. you're like, if you're like side by side and it's like, eh, it's, you know, I want to, I want a direct contrast or a direct parallel. Um, and the farther you can get on that spectrum apart or together is kind of what I look for. And so we have a little bit of contrast going on here now from the sweetness to the earthiness, which is pairing pretty nicely. And I mean, this is a good cigar. I mean, it smokes well. It's got a great draw. It burns evenly. It's constructed nicely. So um, it is a little different with the different notes and the, the sweet cap, but um, I'm enjoying it. I like this cigar. Oh, awesome. Well, that's, see, this is, I'm, I'm learning a lot from each one of you doing comparatives and everything like that. Cause again, I know jack shit about cigars. I'm just getting back into it after 10 years. So I'm, I'm learning to the profile of what you guys have. And then I will continue on to something I can learn about it from experts or individuals like yourselves that can provide me the knowledge base of what is actually pushed. So Jeremy, I, you're I see yourself as well. I see four people on this Zoom call and <laughs> I don't see any fucking experts. <laughs> <laughs> well, comparative to me, you guys are probably a little bit more. Only thing I was smoking in Afghanistan were Cubans that were dried out more than Davy Jones locker. <laughs> That's the nicest way of putting it. So I, I think the next attribute we were going to talk about is uh, beards, yeah, correct? Beard oils. Beard, beard oils. oils. So we have uh, Bay Area Beard Co. out of Tampa Bay, Florida. Um, they also, I couldn't find anything exactly, but they used to go by um, Biblical, Biblical Beard Oil. Dot com that well they are biblicalbeard.com they used to go by biblical beards um and i think they went through a little revamp and now they're called bay area beard co um i went with two cents i got the endor which is a uh, birch oud green tobacco roasted pine cone smoked cedar pepper and baltic amber and then i also went with uh uh, I think this one was called Ride the Lightning or uh, Lightning in a Bottle, uh, mainly because I am from the Tampa Bay area and I am a Tampa Bay Lightning fan. And this is their homage to the Lightning. Um, this is blueberry slushy, lemon drops and bourbon aged or barreled aged bourbon. Um, both of these I I thoroughly enjoy. Both smell great. Both feel great in the beard, get absorbed nicely. Uh the scent sticks around for a good while. Um, the uh, ingredients are solid ingredients. They have a, a link or a drop-down box of uh, it's called a, our biblical blend, and it has the uh, their whole blend of all of it: the sweet almond oil, the Moroccan argan oil, vitamin E, sweet jojoba oil, the Jamaican black castor oil, which you don't see in many beard oils, which um, 
from what I've seen and and talked to other people, it's it, it's it's definitely a, a great uh, oil, and then a meadow seed oil, and then obviously the fragrance or essential oils in there. Um, I've enjoyed these guys. They got some crazy scents, like Paul got. Um, I don't remember exactly which one he got, but he got some outlandish lunchbox edition or some shit like that. Yep. So I'll uh I'll let him talk about that one. Tell me more, Paul. <laughs> yeah. So I was, when I was looking to see what product I wanted to grab, I was looking towards the I think it was the Endor one that Jerry got. Um, but as we've been doing this, um, you know, not only do I have to find space in my house to put all my whiskey as I've had to, that problem for many years. Now I'm becoming, um, I need extra space for all the cigars and all the beard products too. And I've tend to find that I always gravitate towards the tobacco or the whiskey flavor or scented beard products. Um, that's just like right down my lane. So when I came to the bottom of their website, they have a, uh, a series called the lunchbox series. I figure I'd try something completely different. Um, their lunchbox series consists of three different beard oils. I just got the one, the one which I got is called Monster, and it's got a little Cookie Monster kind of themed logo on it, and it smells like raw chocolate chip cookie dough. Like in a blind, I wouldn't be able to tell you the difference between chocolate chip cookie dough and this beard oil. It is very, very like sweet scented. Um, it says it's chocolate chip cookie dough, oatmeal, and sweet honey are the notes that you should get. But it's, I mean, it's 100% chocolate chip cookie dough, which is very different, but kind of cool. Um, it The scent does last. Um, overall, the oil is great. The products are great. The ingredients are great. Um, but the scent for the cookie dough, it's kind of weird at first because that's not something I would normally use. But I kind of liked it. It's sweet. It's um you know, it fades in and out and then you get a waft of it when you, you know, it lasts in your beard for a couple hours. Definitely. Um, the other two in the lunchbox collection were a blow pop, um, scented one and a peanut butter and jelly scented one. So kind of a weird offshoot that they were doing, I guess. Um, but I kind of like the idea and I'm glad I picked this one because the chocolate chip cookie dough is kind of nice. Sir, Adam, everything that you just said that's probably the only one i would try because if you put peanut butter and jelly on my beard i'm gonna kill someone yeah that's <laughs> kind of what i thought that the peanut butter and jelly would just make me think i got food stuck in my beard or something and the blow pop one i don't know how that would be stripper hmm? i'm just thinking stripper I mean, you're going to some place with a diamond and it's going to have cabaret in the end or <laughs> where you're at to be across the country is that either one of those names is going to be in it yeah yeah you're, so i kind of felt yeah. the same way about this one but i figured i'd try something different and i kind of like it i mean it's it's not uh it's not going to be an everyday scent that you want to go over and over and over for like a whole week but throwing it in there in the rotation um kind of like it but overall the underlying thing is that they do use good quality ingredients and the oil absorbs well um i've been using it off and on for a couple weeks now and um no problems with it um moisturizes your beard and your face pretty decently it's not greasy it tends to last and stay around you don't have to keep it you know applying and don't get any yep. itchiness or anything like that when yeah. using it so it's um it's overall good company good product i think feel like i should have brought out a comb so i could straighten out my beard in front of it <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, with going with the the biblical beard, uh, they do have a lot of uh, a lot of the names are biblical. Um, that's how they get their name, whether it's Exodus or Genesis or whatever else. They also have a line of uh, the twelve tribes of Israel, and it has judah reuben and all those guys so um they're, they're sticking to to that biblical and and religious names and whatnot which is which is kind of cool if you uh kind of gives a uh, a little theme to their stuff but then they also have like their their holiday stuff like they got a smashed which is pumpkin ale and, and caramel and then they got scorned which is basically apple kettle corn and whatnot and um and then they also have just the standard, what they call two-step, which is tobacco, leather, and bay leaf, um, which is what I was going to go with. But like Paul said, you could only grab so many beard oils that uh, smell the same before you have too many of them. So that's why I kind of went with the uh, lightning in a bottle to kind of do a, uh, it's literally like a blueberry muffin on your on your face, um, which is good until you're a fat kid comes out and all you want is blueberry muffin all day um but they also have a uh a 1976 which pays homage to the 1976 tampa bay buccaneers and it is a creamsicle cologne i was so tempted to grab it um especially growing up in tampa and, and being a bucks fan and going to those those games when i was young and seeing like one or two wins a season and and whatnot but i uh I think they were out of stock with the oil when I went to place the oil or the order. So I, I passed up on that, but uh, if, and when I do another order, I'll probably grab that if it's back in stock, but good stuff. And so I uh, actually used the, the podcast Instagram account to enter a giveaway that they were having. So Paul and Jerry will eventually benefit from that as well. We won. Um, so they gave us uh, they gave us uh, a bottle of smashed, a bottle of scorned, and then when I let them know that we would be reviewing, they said, "Well, we'll throw in the, another one just just because." So we've got Exodus here as well. So Exodus is cologne, frankincense, myrrh, desert campfire, vanilla, and oak. Um, scorned is really hard to read. We got apple. Caramel, kettle corn. Hayride and cologne. Yeah, hayride and cologne. And then smashed is caramel drizzle, graham cracker, and cinnamon sugar, and and seasonal pumpkin ale. And um, I got to say, out of the three that I got sitting in front of me right now, um, smashed is fan. Th this shit's fantastic. Um, Exodus is more of a more of a cologne type scent. It's, I mean, it's really nice. Um, Scorned is kind of subtle. Um, it's kind of hard to really put your finger on exactly what it is that you're, and it's not, it's not real strong. But this smashed, um, it's it smells fucking fantastic. Um, like you, you kind of wish that it was edible. Um, <laughs> now you you could probably fucking drink it, and you know you get stomachache. You're not gonna get you're not gonna get you know fucking sick it's it's all natural ingredients it's not some nasty ass chemical that you don't want in your body but it smells really fucking good 
Um, Let the pathophysiologist decide that, not you. <laughs> well, uh, either way, um, sir, uh, does that sound like something you want to drink? Um, it, it It is really good, though. Um, and, uh, you know, like I said, all natural ingredients, these guys are, are, are making some good stuff. Um, I'm very, very pleased with these bottles, especially because they're free. Uh, but clearly something that you would want to spend money on, um, not something you're going to be mad for buying. So um, these bottles, my only gripe, as with any black bottle that I come across, I can't see into the fucking thing. Um, but it does have something that I don't generally see on other beard oils. Um, part of the stopper is made of wood. Generally, this is plastic. It's it's some plastic bullshit that's going to crack if you tighten it too hard, whatever. But this is this is actual wood on the on the uh, on the stopper. Um, quality products, quality packaging. As a matter of fact, um, all three yeah, of comes, those bottles came in a nice cardboard little, tube. Little tube. Um, now none of these are. I, I'm getting uh, these these tubes are interchangeable amongst the various um, yeah products that they have. They don't have like none of these say Exodus or, or smashed or anything on them. So it's all the same tube, but it is a a thick like you can crack somebody in the head with this some bitch and it's not gonna it's not gonna smash it's gonna hurt it's gonna hurt pretty good um and uh yeah i mean it's these are great products it's got the uh, directions on how to use it it's got the ingredients right there in plain english not uh you know not scientific names um not some bullshit that you have to decipher uh with the rosetta stone or anything like that um you know it's good stuff um Highly recommended. Um, looking yeah, forward so to getting the, some more of their products. The two bottles I have is like that amber bottle, so you can see inside it. I think the uh, holiday scents are a blacked out bottle. Um, so like I, I got the amber, and you can see what's in it. But yeah, the scent, the 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 tube it comes in is cool and not, nice on the shelf. It pops out. The one little thing is, I wish on like the, the top they put a sticker saying, "Hey." This is the scent, so you don't have to open up the tube and pull it out. Um, that's if you wanted to keep the tube on the shelf, um, which I probably will just because it it stands out a little bit. But um, yeah, that I think the oils are twenty bucks a piece. Um, they do have a, a five pack sampler and a three pack sampler. They're out of stock. The five pack sampler is twenty bucks, and you get um, a a one ounce or not a one ounce, a, uh, a 30 mil, um, a five, five milliliters, um, sample. Let me get that right. Um, and then the three, you get a three pack, uh, for nineteen ninety nine for a five pack. And, uh, I can't tell because it's out of stock for the three pack. So they got that if you want to try others, um, but good company, good, good oil. Um, I put it on this morning and after two cigars, it, I could still smell it. Uh, so that, that scent is still sticking around. Um, and they smell great. They got beard butter, beard oil, beard, uh, wax, beard, balm, all that good stuff. And then some hats, shirts, and tattoo soap and all that other good stuff. Uh, so it, it's like a, it's a one-stop shop for men's, uh, 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 what do you call it? Um, grooming, men's grooming. There we go. 
yep, and check them out on biblicalbeard.com. Um, putting out good stuff, but I don't know about you fellas, but my glass is empty and this sample of yeah. 40 is staring me in the face. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's unfortunate. Yes. It's been that way for a long time. Where's my glass? Where's my glass? So, oh, I almost brought my Spirit Animal Society glass. I did. I should have. I should have. I have the red one. I have the infamous red glass that everybody's been looking for. Here, here was the barrels and barrels. Yes, sir. Pulled out now. I've been on that podcast once or twice. Yeah, they uh, they put that one episode out like three days ago. Yeah, I, I was, wasn't a part of it. That was a part of it. I wasn't wasn't able to listen to the whole thing because of work, but no, you're good. That I think we did that podcast seven months ago. Yeah, I, I think it uh at one point you said uh between now and September or something like that for flights yeah. out to Colorado. Yeah. And I go, Well, oh, it's it's almost November now, so yeah. <laughs> so uh yeah, for this pours on me. I sent the guys a sample of the tenth mountain. Rye whiskey. This is the base camp forty. Uh, is it a single barrel? It is. It's, it's a single barrel. So, so base camp forty single barrel, and um, we'll talk about. Actually, screw it. Uh, could you tell us about base camp forty? Yeah, For those so that base, don't know anything. Yeah, base camp forty. Like I said at the beginning of this episode, uh, we take veterans hunting and fishing around the world for free. So it's an attribute and a, a nonprofit organization that we started in 2011 with an individual named Paul Bristol and Scott Brown. Or if you if you listen to country music, Scooter Brown Band, or what he's now known as the War Hippies. So um, he was one of the main attributes for that. He was a recon Marine uh, going from 2002 to 2008 or 2006, I believe, and got out. Um, Scott is an, a phenomenal individual who's helped out and said, Hey, this is what I think we need to do. And same with Paul Bristol. He, he was not a individual at all who was in the military, but he supports the military and the best in attributes he did until he left our organization. Um, and he pushed forwards with us and helped us move. But, um, what we do is, uh, me as a board member in the eight, our seven other board members, we do not take any money at all from donations, from anything that we get. We move it directly back into the funding process where we do it for fundraisers or going back directly for those uh, veterans where each veteran on average is around $3,000 to $5,000 per trip that we spend on for flights, for taxidermy, for meat processing, for shipping, for clothing, for rifles. It just depends on the hunt they're going on, depends on the fishing trip they're going on and what we're doing with them. Some individuals we take out to Alaska for a week-long Alaska fishing trip. Um, a few years ago, we used to do a South African hunt where we'd take them down to South Africa and they would shoot a few animals on us on South Africa. So we'd pay for their flight, their taxidermy, all the attributes of South Africa and then ship them back this way. And they would get all that based on us. But funding is 
a little bit harder nowadays and we just can't do that now we're, we're hoping to get back into that in the future but it's it's a funding relationship at this point uh to get to there but we're still doing elk hunts mule deer hunts um all across the country whitetail deer hog hunts uh soon to be alligator hunts so we're, we're just pushing along trying to get out there and doing the best attributes as possible getting these veterans back into the environment, back into God's nature, God's country, and showing them that they can do anything. It doesn't matter their disability, doesn't matter who they are, and doesn't matter about what they're fucking doing. Um, they they can continue forwards. Uh, yeah. They did that to me in 2015, where I ended up having a right hip surgery, and I had my kneecap replaced, so my patella replaced at the same time. Um, so I was on a walker for a while, and then I was on a cane. And when, when I was on my hunt, I just got off my cane, but I still brought it with me just for safety reasons. And I was sitting up in a blind in Kentucky, and it was cold as shit. And all, all I felt was my hip pain going on. I, I couldn't shoot the deer in front of me that was 40 yards because all I was feeling was that attribute of pain. And what they did is they provided me with the instruments to help with that, the heating blankets, the movability. They had physical therapists there on staff to help us out. There was a paramedic there on staff to help us out. I'm not saying we're doing that now currently, but I, I had those attributes then because some of the people that were up with, with me were, uh, one was a physical therapist, one was a uh, paramedic and firefighter. He could guide me in directional movements and help me tweak my hips and my knee to get it in the right direction so I could walk. But I had those attributes and that's what I was excited about when I got into this organization. That's when I joined the board to push forwards and now we're just phenomenal. We've done over 500 veterans on hunts since 2011. Uh, we continue to do that um, starting when Tuesday, Tuesday on Halloween, I'm guiding a mule deer hunt, a buck mule deer and a bull elk hunt, probably 15 minutes from my house on some private property where I'll be out there doing that the entire time. So the, the funding That's from- awesome this barrel is amazing what you guys have bought and hopefully we can get other people to do that as uh continue forwards and just either donate to base camp 40 or donate to other nonprofits like ours to help them out because we're lucky to have good donors but we would love to have more so we can go back to south africa or we can go to more hunts in kentucky or maine or South Dakota, North Dakota, places like that, and expand and get more veterans out there as fast as possible. So we're, we're just waiting on individuals to help and do the best thing they can. That's awesome. Um, Agreed. Yeah, this, uh, this is, it says distiller, it again, has the nice little dog tag on it. Distiller's Base Camp 40. This is batch one, bottled on three twenty six twenty two. Uh, says one years old. So, um, yeah, I wrote all those. So is... I'm sorry if they're fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> um, this one is a pricier bottle, but when you see proceeds of this bottle goes to the charity, it's easy to to throw that money towards it. Um, this is a 
$99 bottle, but like I said, all proceeds, according to the website, proceeds go to the Veterans Charity yeah. Base Camp 40. It's about so, 86% of those proceeds because we got to take out some of the proceeds for shipping, handling, and yeah. all that kind of stuff. So, But most of the proceeds will go back to the nonprofit if it's online sales. If you come down and buy it from the distillery directly, uh, almost 100%. It's like 96% will go back to the nonprofit. So we have about 70 bottles left at the distillery. I didn't want to push them back out online because it's going to take more profits out of us. So if you want to buy some bottles, please reach out to us directly. Maybe I can work some stuff out and we can push out the bottles to you, but we, we would be greatly appreciated on this in any attribute. Well, I can say just from nosing it and tasting it, uh, I mean, it's, if it were if it were a bottle of bullshit, you know, um, still for that price, given what the proceeds go towards, I'd be inclined to to go ahead and, and and purchase a bottle. But this is not a bottle of bullshit. This is this is really fucking good. This is really yeah. really good. Um, yeah. This thanks to Jerry for sending this out to us, and even more than that, thank you for you know what you're doing. Um, I've I've got several family members that are veterans and um, some that struggle, some that didn't, um, you know, regardless, this country could do more for our veterans. And I'm, I'm very appreciative yeah. of folks like yourself that actually, you know, put forth the effort. Um, you know, I, I couldn't serve. I have epilepsy um, and, uh, uh, for, for me, for somebody that couldn't, but wanted to being able to, uh, do anything is, is important. And, um, you know, if I could get my hands on a bottle of this, that'd be fantastic or, or anything else that I could possibly, you know, donate to your nonprofit, um, steer folks that I know towards your nonprofit, anything that I could possibly do. This is, this is, this is damn amazing liquid in a bottle yeah. and worth a hundred dollars all day, every day. Yeah, this is um yeah, very similar nose to the rye we started with, where it's that multi, almost like beer like. Um, but then on the palate, uh, it jumps out where oh, I was getting like vanilla frosting before. There's some of that sweetness that's still there, but there's a nice spice that kicks in. And on yeah. the finish, the finish is what makes this special. Um, there's almost like a hint of like um like a smokiness, almost like it sounds weird, but like a cured meat. Yes. Um, yeah. It, very like meaty on the back end which is awesome which is something that i rarely find in any kind of whiskeys especially rise and it's uh i keep going back with little tiny sips just to get that finish um and that's i think that's what makes this one pretty special pick yeah so this one was actually picked by six of the board members and then one of the board members who actually passed away two years ago so when we picked this, we bottled, or a year ago, we bottled this, and he ended up passing away. So um, I gave his wife bottle number two, because that's what he wanted because of his ranch. It was 2H Ranch. And I gave his wife bottle number 40 for Base Camp 40. So I thought that was appropriate at the time. They needed both of it. 
they were supporting both of us. So I, I paid personally, I've probably spent $600. So a hundred dollars, six bottles. I bought a case for myself. I bought number one, number 50, number two, and number 40. And then I bought some random ones in, in the middle to give out to some family members, but I donated those out and uh, gave them out. But we're, we're, we're just trying to do the best we can with the bottle that we have and move forwards with it. And hopefully we can do this again, probably not in a full barrel at this time because people, I, I hate to say, aren't interested in one years anymore. They, they just don't like those attributes. They don't like those flavors. They don't like those numbers, right? Yeah. <laughs> we want to make sure they get the good flavor profile and context. And some of us are very good whiskey connoisseurs. And I thought we picked the right one for the right flavor profile uh, out of the bottle barrels that we were chosen from. And this probably gave the broadest flavor and that meat texture and flavor that you were talking about was one of those things that everybody, all the board members and their wives picked out. So that's why we chose this. We wanted something that uh, demonstrates the outdoor environment, but also gives you a whiskey palette that you haven't experienced before in a rye. I think you covered that. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it definitely does not drink a year old at all. Um, if that uh, the the standard rye was a year old and you go to this one, you, you got to think it, it, it's, I don't know, five or so. Um, it, it just has more to it. It has more oomph to it, more boldness to it. Um, there, there's something on top of this bottle versus the standard rye. Um, and it, it, it's fantastic. Yeah, definitely. So nice. First I time I'm getting into it. Yeah. I, wanted, I wanted to make sure this is the first time I got into it and not like just all of us together. So we'll make, make it special. Um, but yeah, this is a damn good rye. Yeah, people, right. people, you know, need to know if they don't already. Rye doesn't necessarily need as long as no. corn. No. Right. Needs and not barrel, So. I mean, a, a one-year rise, I mean, you can get something like this, which is absolutely fantastic. Um, I'd choose this over, you know, a lot of eight-year-old bourbons that are out there that people are, you know, clamoring over. Um, this is something that shouldn't sit on the shelf. Everybody needs to try this. This is, this is a special pick. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, it can sit on the shelves and people like us can go ahead and fucking buy it all. Um, <laughs> and everybody else can just kiss our ass when they miss out because uh, – yeah, it's, you know, that's 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 one thing to to keep in mind is there's a lot of uh, a lot of hunting, a lot of seeking, um, and that's fine if you're if you're looking for specific things because what that does is it allows people that actually know a thing or two to uh, to grab something that's that's worth grabbing as opposed to grabbing something for a name or a label. Yeah. Um, well, I I can say that it comes. Do you guys know what a challenge coin is? Oh yes, sir. Yeah, so each one that you buy now from the distillery or from one of our uh, one of the two tasting rooms, so, so our distillery tasting room or our tasting room veil will come with one of these challenge coins. On one side is the Base Camp 40. On the other side is the 10th Mountain Whiskey. I designed each one of those are myself and got it approved by the board and by Base Camp or 
base camp 40 board and uh, by Ryan Thompson to show our attributes saying, Hey, this is what we're moving forward with. This is what we're doing. So each one of those, it's going to be a little bit more expensive. It's going to be about 10 more bucks. So it's $110. It's not that much, but you get something that no one else will ever have. I only made 150 of them ever. The, the, I have the first one of that. I have the first coin from 10th mountain whiskey. I ever designed. I have the first base camp 40 I ever designed. I, I do most of the designing and drawing myself and I do the attributes of every single coin I've ever created um, from the department of Homeland security to the Marine Corps to uh, D I, I, I can name a lot of coins. I used to draw a lot and I get bored. Um, Marine Corps didn't teach me well on that shit. Um, but I wanted to prove something to individuals that saying, Hey, I mean, this is, this is our newest coin from base camp. We changed it up a little bit where it's a little bit more apropos shows a little bit more elk gives it a little bit more accent. And on the backside says, now it's your turn to help or our turn to help you out and yeah. around it. It gives our whole thing. Our brave veterans have, answered the call to serve and then it finishes right there now it's our turn we want to make sure you know that it's our turn to help you out it doesn't matter where you're at doesn't matter what you've done we're here to help you out we're here to serve you because you've served us amen absolutely yeah, I, I so, know. That uh, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be reaching out for a bottle. Yeah, it, it's it's a solid bottle. Um, I'm happy I grabbed it. Um, yeah. I'm, That's really if good. possible, I m might end up grabbing a a second one and a second rye and a single malt and a brandy and whatever else <laughs> else out there. Um, when I was place when I was placing the order. Uh, I didn't see the single malt because I probably would have grabbed it. Uh, but that brandy went into the cart, out of the cart, into the cart, out of the cart. That um, brandy, I mean, I, this, it just won third in the U.S., so I'm just saying. Like, me and me and Adam went to a, a brandy distillery, what was that, two years ago? Um, mm -hmm. And uh, we, we fell in love with... But no, good, it was like a year and a half ago. It was last year. It was, it was 2022. Oh, yeah. 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 We we fell in love with good American brandy, and uh, so I was going back and forth. But I figured these three would be good enough. I could always grab that down the road. Um, but yeah, it, solid products, solid company, uh, philanthropic, everything else that this company does. Um, a few more things before we actually get off. On the website, they show a fantasy whiskey camp. Yes. Um, and I. Clicked on that briefly, um, and it's something I want to do, and I know it's something that these two others want to do. Can you touch on that slightly? Or yeah, absolutely. So, so what we do is we teach the education and the advancement of whiskey and how we actually create it and how what whiskey comes from, right? So we'll give you the education of where whiskey started from the mid-1500s, let, let like 1300s, right, when it actually was created, to today and then how we make it so we'll give you a short education history on it move from that short education history 
to our actual mash process and where we're pulling our grains and corns from. And you're going to do this whole fucking process yourself. This is a whole eight to 10 hour day, but you're going to be drinking the whole day and we're going to feed you and we're going to do all the attributes that you guys deserve and have a good time with it. And if you, if you, the three of you show up, I'm going to be there drunk with a fucking banana hammock and just have, having a good time. I'll sit on top of the barrels now, laughing. Now, hold on now. I, I, I got to back it up for a second because you can't tease me with the banana hammock and not deliver. You have to make sure. That oh, that's what I said on top, top of the barrels. <laughs> I'll, I'll buy one. I'll, I'll buy an elephant banana hammock and it'll be floppy at the end and horrible for everybody that views it. But I'm going to get it and wear it. <laughs> Just, yeah, that's why I said I'm going to be on top of the fucking barrels. You don't want to see the end point. Uh, I'm going to be four stories up to make sure you can't see shit. <laughs> well, all I need is two stairs. And, and you know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, that, that would be great. I'm sorry. Uh, not uh, I didn't mean to, well, I did mean to interrupt, but uh, I'll shut the fuck up. Uh, please continue. Yeah, no worries. No, what we'll continue forward with, uh, with is we'll teach you how to grain those. Uh, ma- we'll, we'll grain everything so it's everything is in-house. So we'll grind it ourselves. We'll put it in the boiler. We'll boil it to a certain point. We'll do the enzymes. We'll do everything like that. We'll put it in to a fermentation tank from that fermentation tank. It'll get processed through, and this is something, It's it'll be the same that you put in from one point to another point that we'll put into a still, right? And then from that still, we'll bake it and do everything that day, and then you'll learn the temperature regulations and how it has to do, and everything we do from head, hearts, to tails, and separation, we do it by taste, touch, and feel. We don't do anything else. It's not computer related. It's all by our hand, nothing else. So we need to know what's going on from thermal temperatures to regulations of temperatures to attributes of alcohol. Everything is on us. And we want to make sure you guys understand that to show, hey, this is us. We don't care about temperature regulations between computers and regulations of uh, uh, biomechanics at, at this point. We want to make sure our employees and you as a customer can say, we want to relate to this person because it's a person pulling it, not a computer pulling it. And the last point is going to be placing into a barrel and it's going to be aging and then we'll pull from a barrel and then you'll bottle it that day. So it won't be the exact what you guys did, but it'll be very similar of what you guys did to what you'll barrel that day and match that day and get in that process. So we can explain the whole process, get into it, the naturation process, uh, the environment process, uh, temperature control, all that. And we we try to help you out in the best process as possible. You'll walk away with quite a few bottles, a good time, and maybe, maybe, wow. Maybe a little, maybe a little maybe, drunk. Maybe it's Maybelline. <laughs> a little intoxicated. <laughs> I, I, think I was we, reading that and I thought that was again that would be a hell of a time. I yeah, think all we need to do is pick a date, fellas. Yeah. And uh <laughs> and book a flight. Yeah. Uh 
I have I have a four person tent here that I can cart the fuck out there with me if we need to. Fucking, that, he's got that, a twenty eight hundred ba- square foot yeah. basement. I'm not inviting myself to his house. I'm not gonna do that. I am. You but, may uh, die outside in the winter. I'm just saying that that uh, that sounds awesome. Um, that's uh, we'll talk we'll we'll talk about why that's intriguing to me when we're not recording a thing that we're gonna put out on the internet. <laughs> but uh, that does sound awesome. That sounds real fucking yeah. awesome. So, um, Jerry, what was that other question that you had there? Oh, they also do a, a virtual tasting, which sounds like you get a group of people together. You can email the distillery. They'll send out samples yep. and do a, like basically what we're doing here. Send out a Zoom link and do that. Is my correct with that? Correct. Yeah. And so it's which, almost the same attribute like that. You'll have someone like myself who's an expert in the product. It's going to be one of three people, myself um the owner ryan thompson or our education person connor who will be teaching one of these classes and talking to you guys about attributes of whiskey um how we're pulling the flavors what the flavors are coming from the attributes of the flavors and everything that's going like that and then if you want to decide if you would like to decide to do a barrel pick from that we can do that but then it's a different attribute at that point and we'll pull a few different aspects and I, I won't get into that at this point because I want people to be surprised. And I want people to be expecting of something a little bit different and a little bit more exciting that we can talk about. Uh, that, that sounded cool. I always love doing virtual tastings, especially being down in Florida. I'm not the closest to Tennessee or Kentucky or, or Colorado or, or these places that are putting out some fantastic whiskeys. Um, so these virtual tastings usually uh in perk my interest and I uh big fan of those. Um two more things to touch on. You said there was two you guys have a, a distillery in the tasting room. Correct. Um the distillery the tasting room is in Vale. The distillery is in um uh, I forgot. I forgot the right gypsum, that's right. Um so there's that. If you guys go up to Colorado and check them out um there's two two locations you could hit up and uh i got one more one more question that i meant to ask earlier but it slipped um do you know how much bourbon and rye get produced yearly or monthly or whatever so weekly we normally produce eight to ten barrels a week Um, is that just one spirit or overall i'm I'm just gonna say overall so we're about to expand that um here in the near future i'd probably say first quarter we're gonna get a substantial increase we're probably gonna double or triple triple that in the next in the first quarter of the year so we want to make sure we actually have those products in we're going to increase productivity we're moving everything out I would say currently around we're we're sitting around eight to nine hundred barrels <clears throat> that we have sitting in between rye and bourbon. So we're we're pushing out product uh, in the best correlation we can. We don't want it, like I said, we don't want to move too fast because we want to keep the productivity and the yeah. quality we have in the product currently 
but we want to make sure we're maintaining that same homeostasis of what that bourbon is or what that rye is or what that single malt is. No, don't, don't, uh, don't force these products out because at one and two years or whatever these three bottles are, they are fantastic. Um, well, so I we'll, can imagine. we'll change it up. You guys send me your addresses. I, 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 I'll send me out some samples of some two years that we have currently out. And then I may some, send some samples of some other stuff out that you guys haven't had yet, that no one else has had yet, uh, that we can uh, we can talk about in a later podcast. Yeah, I'm uh, definitely Dang. intrigued to see what, what you guys over at 10th Mountain have in the future. Um, especially you saying that the one-year-old bourbon and rye are slowly getting older and older. And if uh, me, we've, we've talked about this in the past that age statements don't really mean much. And obviously with one in your two-year-old here um, definitely uh, signifies that, but um, I can imagine what these things are going to taste like in a couple of years down the road with a little bit of age on them and a little bit of barrel influence to them and, yeah, I'm ex- I'm excited. Uh, I mean, we're excited to talk to you guys, and I really appreciate every attribute that we've talked about from burbs to beard to bourbon and rye. So, so it's a good time. It's a good concept, and it's a good attribute. And I'm always excited to talk to individuals like all three of you, Paul, Adam, and yourself, on every attribute that we've talked about today. And I would love to continue this conversation in the meantime. And Maybe we'll move on to some single malt and some Pinot Noir brandy and excite some people and say, hey, you have so, no idea what's expected of you until now. Adam's not the the biggest single malt fan. Me and Paul are trying to convert him, but single malts definitely perked me and Adam's uh, interest. And that brandy definitely got Adam perked up over there. So right now I'm, um, I'm, a, I'm a very, very big fan of brandy and, um, the single malts had to be. If you do not like this single malt I send you, you can send it back to me and I'll buy it back from you. And... <laughs> so it's not. So single, sing, sing, that, that, it, it's going to be, it's, it's got to be a certain, a certain flavor profile. We'll go with that. But um, now, Jerry, I, I know that you meant to ask this question and I think that you may have forgotten. This was coming. Yeah. No, this was coming next. I know where you're going. <laughs> Okay, well, then I'm going to shut up and I'm going to let Jerry ask this because this was a question that he really wanted to ask. So, Jerry, please. So, your last name Dewar. is on that banner, that banner behind you. Yep. Um, I've heard the uh, the story behind it, but yep. for everyone that hasn't and these two guys here that haven't, that, I'll let that, you... Uh, that, that is my family. So, I was born into the doers family that um so originally in early 1700s there was three doers and a father so that's why it's doers with the apostrophe s it matters to the three doers one of the brothers moved to the u.s in the early or the late early 1800s late 1700s and that was my great 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 grandfather who moved in and he did not move in through the U S he moved in through Canada and then pushed through Canada down through, through Canada to the U S because it was a shorter line. Cause he was a smart man, not a dumbass. 
Um, so what he did is he moved down through there and moved into Colorado and became a homesteader here in Colorado. My family was one of the first homestead families here in the U.S. or in Colorado itself. And my family grew from there. I'm, I'm the seventh generation from Colorado. Um, one of the first people from the Dewar's family ever to know their lineage and history and everything like that. My dad was a historian who has a master's in that and a doctor's in historian. And um, Alfred Mattia, if you ask me what that fucking term is, I'm not going to tell you because I don't know. <laughs> I know medical, not fucking history. Um, so... Uh, I was I was able to learn my family from my father, my grandfather, and my great grandfather when I met him when I was very young, who wrote down everything, and I was able to read it uh, as an adult today, um, where we were able to establish our family, fam, fam, fuck me, um, <laughs> our life story, <laughs> our lineage. <laughs> <laughs> and figure out what that was coming from but we came from the doers family we knew about scotch and whiskey and everything like that our family expands a lot farther than that where we were the first people to the doers were the ones who invented the thermos um some of the first hard candies in the u.s we invented hard candies um i mean the doers as an expansive family were one of the most innovative people that I've met today. I mean, if you go through the thermos, the small engine, uh, hard candies, whiskey itself, and the attributes of uh, scotch, we were the ones uh, largest producers of each one of those and the expansion of that. And um, the McAllen's or the Dewar's family were that lineage of what brought it all together. It came from three brothers and I was part of that lineage. So it's it's a very nice lineage to come from. I'm yeah, happy about cool. it, and it's it keeps me drunk all day. So I'm okay with it. Very cool. Yeah, yeah very it's cool. kind of cool that you got back you got back into the the whiskey or spirits industry with that 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 family history. And I actually meant to pull out a bottle of Dewar's um, for this episode, and it's sitting in the bar inside, which I forgot. Um, it was one of my grandfather's go-to whiskeys. So um, I have a couple of those, but um, this 10th mountain will suffice for now. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. Yeah. So let's, uh, you know, uh, clearly we're all here now because of whiskey, right? Um, and uh, whiskey wouldn't be what it is now without the Scotch or without the Irish um let's let's be clear about that uh my my entire family lineage my entire lineage comes from those two fucking islands you know uh and, and the well not i can't say the entirety of it but um my last name is scottish um and before that they were not of a whisking make whiskey making country but you know the irish the scotch uh you know without those without those folk we don't have bourbon that's all there is to it so um it has to be pretty fucking amazing for you to pay homage in that way right you're you're it's uh it's not only is it your 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 family's business 
but also you get to uh, you get to give back to that as an American, which you're clearly very proud of. You, know, oh, absolutely. you wouldn't have joined the military if you weren't proud of that fact. Um, and so it's, you know, the history of America is traced directly back to uh, whiskey making on this continent. You know, without without that, we don't have expansion all the way to California, or at least in part. Um, we don't we don't have this entire continent to, because that's that's you know folks came over here from Scotland and Ireland, and they settled in the thirteen in, in the, the thirteen original colonies. They couldn't bring their farms with them, but they could bring their stills with them, and right. uh, and and that's how we expanded west. It was currency, it was medicine, <clears throat> and uh, uh, without folks like your your great 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 grandfather and his ancestors we 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 can't move forward in this country so yes sir uh, you know uh thanks to those folks those pioneers uh and the people that came before them um uh it's you know w without that we don't exist and uh without this wonderful liquid <laughs> you know uh uh you know we're we're not gathered here today many years later talking to each other having a good time um so thanks to the doers, thanks to the uh, to the McAllens, thanks to uh, you know er everybody, all of them. Thank thanks to all of them. Absolutely. Well, thanks to the whatever any type of whiskey or whatever. That's the, how the three of us met. What four or five years ago, whatever it was. It um, was uh, twenty eighteen, I believe. I I joined that group in twenty twenty. Okay, so. I was, uh, was that's three years. Yeah. So like I know that. math is hard. Twenty to three. <laughs> I think so. Paul, when did you join? COVID itself was like four, like five, six years itself. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was 2019, 2020, something like that. So. so. But uh, I think that that uh, I think that pretty much wraps up this episode of Bourbon Beards and Belvedere's, right? So. Make sure to check out uh, 10th Mountain Whiskey at 10thwhiskey.com. That's 10thwhiskey.com. Acid Cigars can be found at drewestate.com. Um, Bay Area Beard Co. can be found at biblicalbeard.com. And be sure to check out our guest's nonprofit at bc40hunts.org because it's very, very important that we support these veterans um after they supported us right um don't forget to check out brian at brian d whiskey on instagram oh yeah yep, i believe yeah, it is definitely do that for sure check him out um he's always posting stuff about 10th mountain and whiskey and going live and getting drunk so if you're into that you could always join lives and get drunk i've done that a few times and we're clearly about woke that. up the Woke up the next morning wondering what the fuck happened, and uh, oh, that was great. Time. I don't know what the fuck happened to him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So definitely, uh, you know, support your local veterans any way that you possibly can. Um, all gave some, but some gave all. Um, be sure to enjoy your whiskey and your cigars responsibly. Cheers. Cheers, guys. Cheers, guys.
Bourbon Beards and Belvedere's is produced by Adam Bolden, Paul Rousseau, and Jerry Ullman. Editing by Adam Bolden. Music by Ryan Johnson. You can find the links to all our social media accounts on our website at bourbonbeardsandbelvedere's.com. As always, enjoy your bourbon and cigars responsibly. Cheers. Cheers.